that's that's not what Jesus did. He he said, believe in him and, and he'll set you free. Believe in him and he'll guide you. He didn't say, you know, believe in him and, and then everybody else will, will, will figure it out for you. Like, he, he guides each individual person. You don't need other people to go to. And I feel like if you do that, if you read him and take him at his word, you don't come away with an idea that, that this plant is bad. Welcome to Fall North Tokers. This is episode 114, November 18th, 2018, with your host, Mid Toker. Thank you all for listening. Specials this week from my sponsors over Dab Lab AK on College Road, Black Friday sale, 20%, store wide. Anyone spends over 100 bucks gets entered into drawing to win a piece valued around 100. You're not sure which piece he's going to throw in yet, but you can be sure it's going to be a sweet one. And the North Bowl Refinery, two vape pens, get one free. And that's good throughout the rest of the month. Thank you, sponsors. And now, part two with the Alaskan Yeti, Concentrates and Spirituality. I want to thank Yeti for inviting me out to the Dabin Cabin out in West Fairbanks. Had myself a great time there. Learned a lot. Really enjoyed listening back to this one. Medicine Man. Holy Man. Alaskan Yeti. Hey, good doers of Alaska. It's Tom with Good Cannabis. Just wanted to give you a quick update on our sales. Sunday, November 18th, $45, all half gram good vape cartridges. Monday, November 19th, 30% off all good batter, live resin, shatter, and wax. Tuesday, November 20th, $45, all good 3.5 grams. Wednesday, November 21st, $45 all 0.5 gram good vape cartridges. Thursday, November 22nd, $24 all 2 gram top shelf Durban poison. Friday, November 23rd, $150 all good cannabis half ounces. Saturday, November 24th, $12 all 1 gram king rolls. Sunday, November 25th, $45 all half gram good vape cartridges. As always, we'd like to thank Midtoker for this opportunity to let you know what's going on down at the shop, and we'd like to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving and remind you all, it is good to be thankful. And thank you, Good Cannabis, for your fine strains. Have you noticed their specials? They're not doing the low-end THC on special. All strains are on special. You gotta like that. Any strain you want. It's not just the lowball trying to get rid of their stuff. I like this method. Get on down there. Durban Poison, Bio Jesus. Ooh, good cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Let's talk cannabis and spirituality. What is spirituality to you first? We got we got some definitions here before we go. And what did we just smoke as we're getting ready to talk about spirituality? Um, that candy was Kush. candy kush, yeah. Candy kush. And we're about to take some dabs of oh my. ghost train haze. Ghost train haze. Yeah. Um, so spirituality for me. Oh, man. I think just being in tune with spirit. I think, uh, I think we all have a spirit. You know what the scariest part for me is the torch. Yeah, I don't... And and having that big thing around... Oh, yeah, I hate torching. The pipe, it's just so, so easy. Well... Yeah. Yeah, because we... The e-nail is The e-nail is amazing. Not having any kind of The e-nail is amazing. I love the e-nail. That's why I roll with the e-nail. I do torch for limited experiences. Like right now, you know, we're in a... We're in a different environment, so we're... Mobile. Yeah, it's mobile. So, yeah, I think... um, I think torches have their place, but emails are really where it's at. It's safer too, you know. You're not blazing a fire. I guess you still have the burn, you know. But if you're careful with it, you know, and realize it's on, you don't touch it. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I feel like it's like a stove. Everybody burns itself <laughs> once, and then you remember, oh, I'll keep my eye on it. Like that thing stays hot, you know. But it's always been a large investment too to get involved in 
the rig and then oh, you can yeah. just go get flour and there it is. Get, yeah. That's probably right. where I've gotten just yeah, being but older and having it. For sure. But then, you, you know, then you, you put the money into the pipes that you break or the bongs that you break or the papers that you roll or the blunts, you know. So either way, it goes in. I like, uh, I think the, you can get emails pretty cheap these days. So, yeah. or the oh, investment okay. isn't, isn't that high. Um, but. <laughs> Dab Lab AK. Winner of Cannabis Classic 2017, Alaska's Best Glass Shop. And there's no doubt as to why. High quality, American-made glass, none of this cheap import stuff. With the best CBD and accessories available on the market, all in a comfortable, professional setting with competitive prices. Support local, College Road, Fairbanks. I'm going to let my buddy Alaska Red tell you. For the highest quality glass that you're going to find in Alaska, head on down to my buddy's shop, Dab Lab AK, 3410. College Road. That's Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road, Fairbanks, Alaska. 10 to 9, Sunday through Thursday, open till 11, Friday to Saturday. For all your cannabis accessory needs, Dab Lab AK. Backtrack provided by Alaska Red, lyrical sticker. I don't know the convenience of it. I just don't like torching. Yeah, it's tough. Especially, it's tough fire. especially for your recording. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, which we're about to do. Around. No, that's that fine. That'll be good. Let's get some definitions. Yeah. So spirituality for me, I would say, just being in touch with your spirit. I think everybody, everybody has a spirit. I feel like every culture has told us that. You know, mind, body, spirit. There's, there's, there's the 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 body impulses, the the fleshly impulses. There's the mind, and then there's the spirit. Is that thing that's like. You know, not the decision maker, but the thing that's saying, hey, you shouldn't listen to that silly flesh. Something you know? separate from you. Yeah, something separate from you. I, I think we're all aware of it. Every, that's why every culture has come to the, the the fact that we're, you know, a three-part being, you know. Um, every Some people don't believe that. Most, uh, well, I mean, just most, people in our society. Most cultures um, yes. throughout okay, time okay. have come to the, that conclusion. Um, yeah. In their own ways. And they call it different things, you know. Um, Greeks called it one thing. Um, Everybody calls it something different, but but I think that uh, you know to a lot of people it's evident that we have a spirit, you know, and, and I think that uh, I think that's true. I think we all have, do have a spirit, and I'm a Christian. I believe that in the Trinity, being God, part of it is, is the Holy Spirit. I understand everybody doesn't, you know, not normally uh, the the take of most most in the cannabis industry, and I understand that. I'm Christian. Yeah, I, I know that. I, I think. Uh, I think it should be that that it that it's an equal blend. I think uh, I think it doesn't matter. I think that's a cool thing about cannabis is 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 it brings people together that that do believe different things and do think hmm. differently and have different ideas and 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 I understand the backlash of of the community towards Christianity because for a long time it was legalist. It was people that were that wanted to tell you that you're going to hell because you smoke weed. People that wanted to tell you that that. That somehow you're not as valuable of a person because you consume a plant, and I think like that, that moral judgment. I, I think that, that yeah, that's a bad scar, and and I think that has hurt a lot of people's understanding of what somebody should mean when they say I'm a Christian, and that is, I believe in the the, the teachings of Christ, and I think that Christ was my atonement. You know, for people who really say that and mean that. Those people are not quick to judge. That's not to say that most people that call themselves Christians are not quick to judge. But I really truly mean it when I say that most people who truly follow the teachings of Christ and truly have believed in him and received his spirit, I think those people are are accepting and understanding people. And unfortunately what normally gets portrayed, especially in the media, as Christianity, is, is just bigotry, is, is political agenda, is... The is conflict. Yeah, it's conflict. And, and I, so I understand the backlash, but, uh, but it is what it is, you know? I think a lot of, a lot of people in the community... Years and years of being told. Yeah, and a lot of people in the community are, are always quick to, to, to accept spirituality, other spiritualities. And I, I think my experience has been that the community accepts an honest spirituality. And for me, it's Christianity 
for somebody else, it might be something else. Um, What's the name you call your spirituality? Christianity. I don't put a... No, I'm saying that's what it is. Yeah, yeah I don't put anything else on it. Uh, at the end of the day, it, it's the teachings of Christ. Um, I've yet to find somebody who, who will read the teachings of Christ and, and, and say that he wasn't a, a great person, a great, a great wise leader in, in, in at least the moral way. And I believe he was more than that. I believe that, that, that he was, you know, God in flesh. So I think that his teaching was perfect. So I, I aim to live my life to it. And that's why I say, I think most people that gear their lives to live towards the teachings of Christ are favorable people in other people's eyes because they're, they're, they're kind, they're patient, they're loving. They're not, they're not seeking themselves all the time. You know, not to say that people that don't believe in Christ are always like that. But from my perspective, I think I'm not treated differently from the people that don't believe in Christ in this community because I feel like my character speaks for itself. And, and if you don't like the Yeti, you don't like the Yeti. If you do like the Yeti, you like the Yeti. But I just always feel like my character speaks for itself. And my, my honesty and truthfulness goes a long way. So I guess I don't get, I don't get judged because I don't judge. You know, I understand everybody comes at life from a different perspective. We're all given a different lot in this world. We're all we're all shaken up differently in the genetic lottery and given to different circumstances, and, and nobody gets to pick that. So it's you know, I like to think I could be anybody else, you know, and I could think what they think if I was born and given their circumstances. So I don't judge somebody and think that person's beneath me because they disagree with what I think spirituality is or what I think is is truth. And I think that's why I don't feel rejected by this community, despite most people in this community having a negative view towards what mainstream would call Christian. I think true believers of Christ are not hated people and they're not bigot bigots. Mm -hmm. I think that people who have joined a country club and call themselves Christians and have ascribed to a moral lists of things to do and things not to do and then they get very judgmental and, and try to make other people do those things and not do those things so i feel like that's not something i've ever done so i don't push people away in that aspect moving free farms has been committed to teaching youngsters to the young at heart english and western horseback riding for 25 years. Located just behind the university, they teach year-round in either the indoor heated arena in the winter or outside in the summer. Give them a jingle at 907-378-0103 to schedule a convenient time. Moving Free Farms. Let's ride some horses. Where does cannabis fit in just to your spirituality? I think cannabis is the greatest gift God gave man in the plant form i think it's uh it's medicine it's clothes it's fuel it's plastics it's hempcrete it's buildings it's everything you know he gave us this amazing tool and it's it's sad that 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 we've seen it it get blackballed as this devil's lettuce this horrible thing that's bad to you and and i understand that 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 when you've believed something your whole life, it's it's hard to accept that a plant's not an evil, evil thing um, when you've heard it your whole life. But I think the Bible's pretty clear that, that that God made weed. You know, there's no there's no dancing around that, and, and, and it's pretty clear that it says that God made man. So if you if you believe that He made a a, a cannabis product that that interacts with, with man in such a way that, that no other chemical does. You know, we, I don't know how much you know about the receptors in the brain, you know. Very, yeah, the, the receptors in the brain that, that, that react to THC are very specific to THC, not to other chemicals. It's not a general receptor. We have this, this key. I, I heard, a, I heard a, a, the, the guy who actually discovered this receptor was a, was a doctor from, uh, from Israel. And I, he was talking and he was saying, he was saying the likelihood of there being this individual receptor in a human and then that THC in a plant would be like if a plant grew a lock and a frog somewhere was hopping around with a key on his ass. <laughs> that's that's a little bit paraphrased, but that's the gist of it. Like like it's a it's a it's like a key that's made for the specific lock. 
Yeah, cross and kingdoms. So, yeah. So the idea that that God would have made the lock and made the key and not given it to us, the, the idea that God would have made us a, a cure for so many diseases and a treatment for so many ailments and then and then not wanted us to use it, I, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. I understand how people who, who have heard nothing else but it and have never never experienced it for themselves or, or never never got an unbiased opinion of it, how they are swaying. And, and I get where people come from with the idea that it's this devil's lettuce, this immoral thing. But I think it's a false conclusion. And I think if you, if you read the Bible for what it is, like you can't come up with the idea that, that cannabis is bad. I mean, he gave it to us. He said, everything I've given you is good. He said that everything I've given you is to be accepted and nothing is to be rejected as long as it's received with prayer and thanksgiving. Like, he gave us good things and people abuse those good things. But that doesn't mean that that people who responsibly use things should not be allowed to. And I think the church is waking up to that. I think it'll be slow. It's weird. The American church is a weird thing. It's gone gone pretty radical, you know, the last hundred or so years into a legalism, but I see a lot of that ending. I see a lot of people coming back to actually reading the words of Christ for himself. And when you read his words, like you can't come up with the idea that you should judge somebody else for what they do, or you should try to control somebody else's life, or you should try to tell somebody this is not what you should do. Like that's, that's not what Jesus did. He, he said, believe in him and, and he'll set you free. Believe in him and he'll guide you. He didn't say, you know, believe in him and, and then everybody else will, will, will figure it out for you. Like, he, he guides each individual person. You don't need other people to go to. And I feel like if you do that, if you read him and take him at his word, you don't come away with an idea that, that this plant is bad. Like, he doesn't make mistakes. If God created plants, if God created people, if you believe that, for me it doesn't make sense that you can then believe that it's an accident that cannabis interacts with us the way it does, that it cures all the disease that, that harm us. And the idea or just prevents that, them. Yeah, or prevents them. Happening. Yeah, preventative. I mean, <laughs> it just... The loss of cannabis from our diet yeah. turns into another thing. Yeah, so it's population. like... I think that we got tricked. And I think... <clears throat> it's funny. I think... I, I really think the Bible tells us that we're about to get tricked. And uh, there's, a, there's a really cool verse in Timothy uh, four one. Uh, basically Paul says, he says in later days, uh, men are going to come and they're, uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here uh, off head, but basically that men are going to come and, and based on the hypocrisy of liars, they will have it seared into their conscience that men should abstain from, um, from marriage and from certain foods which have been given from God. And he says, but but anything that God has given us is good and to be accepted as long as it's accepted with prayer and thanksgiving. And, and I think that's what we see. I think, I think we see that with like the Catholic church, you know, they're not letting priests get married and that's not a biblical thing. That's not something that church did for a long time. And, and sure. I mean, we, we live in over sexualized societies where, where you put this guy in a box and he's got to hear about everybody's sexual, you know, you know, deviance and, and, you expect this man to have no outlet um, sexually, and, and I think that's a, that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody, and 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 I think we see <laughs> negative repercussions because of that. Um, and I think it's same with with any any time that you're trying to take something good that God gave man and saying you must abstain from. It. I think real believers and people who really take Christ at His word come to that conclusion. I think that that some take longer to come to every conclusion. There's, that's the way I think life is. I think it's a process called sanctification or getting better or growing or however you want to say it. You know, we, we, we learn and there's areas that some of us get it and there's areas that some of us just totally miss the point. And as we grow, we hopefully we get closer to those points. But I think that, I think that there's room for spirituality in cannabis. I think the person who is the, the pinnacle of my spirituality that everything is focused towards gave me cannabis. So of course there's a place for spirituality in cannabis. I think that the, that the American church will wake up to that. I think I'm not going to say that that the American church is going to stop being legalistic, but I think they'll wake up to that. I think they'll, they'll change to it. 
I think they'll just be legalistic about other things. I think that that I, I always pray for and I hope for an awakening to where it'd be glorious if, if one day all people who called themselves Christians actually started, you know, living by the words mm-hmm. that Jesus spoke. I mean, the word would be an amazing place. So I hope that that happens. But you know, in the short term, I think they'll at least be uh, be open to cannabis soon. Yeah. But, and it doesn't mean they have to consume it. Yeah. Just be allowed. Oh, absolutely. Them. Absolutely. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. You know, just like just like anything else, you don't tell a man he has to go out and, and get a wife and, and have kids, he gets to decide for himself. Right. But if you tell him you can't have a wife and a kids, well you've deprived him of something that God, you know, gave him to enjoy. It's all about choice. That's what I love about Alaska. It's about freedom and choice. Yeah, yeah, I love Alaska. And, and I think Alaska I would be even more expectant that the church in Alaska would be quicker to turn than say the church in Alabama. You know what I mean? I think that, that up here, Alaskans are a lot more understanding of live and let live. And I think that's a cool thing. Privacy. Freedom. Oh, yeah. That's why everybody comes here. Yeah. Swing alone. Yep. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. Yep. Everybody in Colorado likes to think they were the first legal growers. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alaska's allowed freedom since what? Was it like something? 70-something, right? Raven vs. Alaska was in the 70s? Yeah, I believe so. Seven, it probably was like 78, 76, something like that. Yeah, so it's like, shit. I love this place. I love the freedom it affords me. And that's why I follow the li- little laws it gives. Like, they tell you 24 points. I mean, you and me both know growers that threw that number way out of the window. Oh, yeah. You know? But for me, it's like, man... Like, if they're, they're giving you this mile, like, why do you got to take three? You know, why do you got to take four? Like, that's... For me, that would be... I'm the only consumer you, in my house. Yeah. Twenty-four plants would That's be crazy. So, I feel like, you know, I love Alaska. It's freedom. When are we going to see Alaska Yeti, Alaskan Yeti, cannabis, in the shops? In the shops, I, I'm excited to, to, to someday be on the market. I don't know what that's going to look like yet, though. But I would say, at this stage, I'm helping people. And I I enjoy where I'm at, but I feel like I could help more people if I monetized and, 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 and put it on a shelf. So I'll get there. There's a lot of red tape. You know this. Uh You've set up several things. I know you've talked yeah. to lots of people that have, and it's it's a this barriers to entry, and the biggest barrier to entry is money, uh, is resources, and that's the thing. You know, some people, you know, have have put themselves in a position to have lots of resources to to be able to open up. Some people have put themselves in positions to to get investors uh, and and open quick. But I've really just not wanted to do do that. I've. Uh, not that I'd ever wanted to put myself in the position to have a lot of money, but I just unfortunately haven't lived a life that was about collecting money. Mm-hmm. And I, it's hard to take in investors when your business plan is not all about dollars. Um, and that's something I'm not not afraid to, to share with people. So we got to get you connected with this. Uh, yeah, I'll never have. There's some tax designation. <laughs> yeah, I'll thing. never have investors knocking on my doors and saying we want to put it in your company because I'm always going to tell them that at the end of the day. I want people to be helped by, by what I do. I don't want want it to be a hard thing. In fact, um, that's something I want to do, and and I don't know the, the the full scale of it, but but I've I've wanted to. You know, we talked about the legal licensing and the medical licensing. I want to make it to where my high shelf quality product with a price tag that, that that's higher than a product that that was cheaper to produce. If my higher product is on the shelf, I want medical card users to be able to get it at the same price point or lower than even that cheaper produced stuff. Because I don't want somebody who's a legit medical user to have to say, I'm going to get this lesser quality product because I don't have the money. But at the same time, I realize that if you put that higher quality product out at the lower price, then the rec market will destroy it and it'll all be gone. So... I want to make it to where if you show up to the dispensary with your med card, you're getting Alaskan Yeti at a significantly discounted price. And I don't mind that coming off of my side. Yeah. Um, and, and and that's the thing. I would love to be in the market uh, to circle back around to the when. You know, you. I'm just trying to get over those barriers of entry. I, I'm going to start small. 
You Learn know? your craft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been honing the craft now for a long time, uh, including, you know, two universities. Hmm. Um, I've worked in lots of greenhouses. I've been growing my own medicine for a long time up here. Uh, in fact, that's one of the main reasons why I came up here is because I heard that you could come up here and you could grow your own medicine as long as you didn't, you know, transport it or sell it or any of that stuff. And, you know, so I got up here and I got in a dry cabin and I started growing up my weed under my bed. And, you know, I, I lived a, a life where I didn't have to work every single day just to buy the medicine that would not, so I could not have a, a migraine that night. Like, to me, that was an unsustainable lifestyle. So I came to Alaska, the land of the free, to grow medicine and to to not have to deal with that. To not have to deal with, maybe I would have got shot if I was down there still buying weed off the street to treat my, my medical need, you know? When so, did you come here? Whoo, ah, bad with years. I'd say I've, I've been here over a decade, probably about 11 or 12 <clears throat> years now. Yeah. Maybe close to 13. It's been a while. 2006, Yeah, yeah, right around there. 2006 ish. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was a good. Privacy was huge. And I, that's why I was. That's one of the reasons I was. Was lured to Alaska as well. When did you Hearing come? that it was legal. I got here in 99. Okay. Tried to come here in 95. Different adventures took me away from here. Yeah. But uh, so 95, I tried. And I, I got to Anchorage, and I'm sitting, I got to Anchorage, and I'm like, so where's it at? I thought it was legal here. I'm like, no, again, it's not legal here. So just being 18 and yeah. just hearing stories and no internet, there were, you know, high times was oh, our connection yeah. to, to what Alaska was going on. Well, see, on. I mean, I got here long enough to remember no internet. I got here, you know, long enough to, to remember when the <laughs> cell phones didn't have long distance calling. Hmm. Yeah, so you'd have to, you know, like send a text, call me, and then have your out of state relatives call you. You know, yeah, I yeah. remember just getting up here in '99 and calling on Mother's Day, and it was hard to get out. You couldn't get a line yeah. out on certain days in Alaska. It's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's, that's tough things about Alaska, but that's what makes it nice. Yeah. The last frontier. I don't know why they call us that at all. We're the end, the end of that road, that dream, that manifest destiny. There's a whole other continent. Not American, though. I know. It's not sure. part of our dream. Yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of control Antarctica. I know they say the a lot of cities don't, but if you look at it, it's like America controls the hub of it, and then all the rest are like, you know, around it. But Didn't Russia stick their flag underneath the ice cap there in Antarctica? I, or no, North Pole. Yeah, there's a peaceful agreement, you know, peaceful in air quotes, uh, agreement in Antarctica, as far as I understand, between all the countries, not all the countries, but a good number. I want to say it's around 30-ish. To do what with it? To just not, like, not do anything, do anything like, outside of science, you know, like, not use it for war and stuff. It's like going back. Put a hotel out there. Like, in World War Two, like, you know, the Nazis tried to set up a base there, and I'm sure we probably set up some bases there. But I don't know. I, I think I think now it's just peaceful. But it's still a frontier. I mean, shoot, that's a whole continent. That's huge. That's true. It's bigger than America. They got mountains. Underneath all that ice is old forest, too. That's crazy to think about. It's certainly uh, a place you could go and you could be called the frontier, I suppose. I'd always love to go there. I guess the frontier means some kind of forest or something, right? Oh, yeah. Fuck it this way. I might have forest soon. <laughs> Just kidding. What else? Just talking. I don't know. Let's dab and see where it goes. Yeah. I feel like a good break. That way we can torch it and not have to like have torching in the middle of something epic. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Is here to provide Alaska with the finest quality CBD product available on the market today. This includes Select CBD, Lenative by Montel Williams, Lazarus Naturals, Hot Mess Cushmetics, and constantly testing new products. The North Bowl Refinery is a distributor to these fine locations. Smoking Deals in Fairbanks and Kenai, Nature's Relief, Gabco, Denali's Cannabis Cash, Uncle Herbs in Homer and Anchorage, The Frost Farm, and on Facebook with more locations coming soon. The North Bowl Refinery. 
quality CBD in Alaska. The medicine delivery factor is a lot of THC immediately, right? You're not wasting time. And CBD. Mm, that's not good. Yeah. <coughs> you ever dab CBD? Mm, no, not just straight CBD. It's nice. It's got a really great taste. I um, wife has started taking CBD North North Pole Refinery. Yeah, I get some from him too. He's great. Nice. Yeah. What do you What do you use? You just get that distillate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just put it on top of. Oh yeah. Know, Right on top of a dab, Mission. and just you know vaporize it in. <laughs> people started learning what they were smoking. People started talking about if you are smoking high CBD and a high THC, they're kind of canceling each other out. Is that? Do you believe any of that? No. Just it's all. I mean, but that's just anecdotal, you know, of myself, I guess. No, I. Uh, I think there's need for, for, for both of them and different terpenes too and different cannabinoids. There's, you know, we talk about these two because we understand the two well, um, <coughs> but there's there's a lot more cannabinoids and we don't understand how they affect us all. Um, so I think it's a weird, it's like a weird paradox where like we know more, but we don't know more, you know, like <coughs> up more questions. we understand THC. And we understand CBD, so we know more about them. But then the, the discussion, because you know more, more than gets speculated. And that's how the human mind works. You get this little piece of knowledge, and then based on that and all the other little pieces of knowledge you got, you speculate on things. Just apply it everywhere. Exactly. So because of the little bits of knowledge we got, so we know what CBD is, we know what THC is, we know what indicative is, and we have these, these concepts that people talk about, because of them, you get more kind of like this group think ideas popping out about them that I don't necessarily think are true. Um, so I think we know more, but because we know more, there's more confusion. Back in the day, it was just, did this strain work for you or not? You know? And now it's like, well, this strain works, but why does it work? You know, is it necessarily the THC level or the CBD level? Or does it have to do with, with, with some kind of the terpene profile or some kind of other cannabinoid makeup? So I think we know more to talk about it, but I think there's a lot more to learn and there's a lot of misunderstanding because of the extra vocabulary that we get to use, you know? So yeah. Have you always known the type of cannabis you're smoking? Um, Consumer? when I was growing, um, back, you know, back before I was growing and I was having to, uh, you know, get it from, from other growers, you, you know, or other, other people, you didn't, didn't necessarily know what it was. Uh, but you could find out if, if, if it worked for you, you know, and, and from my point of view, it's always been, if I get enough, it works. If I don't, it doesn't. So it, different strains have to do with how much I have to get. Like and, quantity. Right. So now, now it's more, that's why I taking dabs that are, that are, that are, that are high in THC and high in CBD doesn't cancel it out for me. I have to do that. I, I that's what protects my brain is, is getting high levels of it. And that's what takes away pain. So I don't want to say that they can't cancel each other out because I don't know what somebody else's condition is. They both have different effects. So maybe if the CBD is affecting you in a medical way in such that the THC offsets that, then, then you don't want to have two high ones. If, if you raise the amount of, cannabinoid and, and terpenes that, that that induce appetite, that might be a bad thing for one person and a good thing for another. And I think CBD and THC are the same. So to say that they cancel each other out, I don't think so. I don't, from my experience, I've not seen a, a, a cancellation of the THC, definitely. Uh, it's, it's, it's completely there. So I don't know. Like I said, if, if there was some condition to where, to where the, the THC was a, was a, was a problem and it is for some, 
um, or the CBD was a problem, say the way that it affects inflammation or things like that. Some people don't want inflammation. Some people do. Like, inflammation is not always bad. Like, it's, it's about control. And that's why we have an endocannabinoid system. And uh, as long as we're giving that system the right tools, I feel like it does its job. And if we're not, if we're not giving it enough of the cannabinoids that it wants to use, then, then it suffers. So if you're going high CBD and high THC means that you're losing out other cannabinoids and other terpenes, well then, yeah, maybe it's canceling it out. If, if all your, especially if you're growing. So if you're, if you're just talking about the growing and not necessarily just the consuming, but from my understanding, there's, there's, there's going to be given plant material in any bud and then there's going to be trichomes. And then those trichomes are going to be filled with something. And if it's filled with just THC and CBD, really, really high amounts, then then it's lacking on other cannabinoids. And it's lacking on on other terpenes. But if they're... If you got a plant that's just really frosty and just really covered in trichomes, but it's a lower, lower THC, and even a mid to lower CBD, then those trichomes are filled with something. They're filled with they're filled with other terpenes. They're filled mm-hmm. with other cannabinoids and other things. I think that we know a lot about THC and we know a lot about CBD, but I don't think we understand how they mix and how other cannabinoids and and terpenes are beneficial. It's it's crazy. It's it's a hard it's a hard game, and I'm I feel bad for the people that that, that their medical condition really calls for a specific terpene profile. If you can't get that, then it's really hard. You know, I I know some people that it's like man. They have a lot of strains that kind of work, you know, and, and, and they use it because a Band-Aid's better than nothing, you know. Um, but then they just find a strain that, oh, my God, it's a life changer, and they never smoke anything but that strain again. And and for them, that's awesome. You know, it's, it's weird because, like I was saying, like, you know, it's almost back to the, like, key analogy. You know, everybody has a different lock, you know, and once you find that key that works for your condition, then that's great. Is there one that you found that works for your headaches? Migraines? Uh, yeah, for sure. Concentrates. It just constant, just, yeah. just the power. Just yep. Uh, high THC, high CBD, but still, uh, so that, and that's the other thing, like. <laughs> and preventative, not, yeah, it's yeah. not you talk about, you get them. Yeah, you, you talk about, like, um, so in, in the process of making concentrate, I, I take my time and I do things in such a way to keep the terpene profile and to keep the other cannabinoids that I can higher. And by doing that, it makes tastier dabs, you know what I mean? Like, that's just a byproduct, a wonderful byproduct, you know? And it's the same with growing weed. Like, if you sacrifice quantity and you produce a pure soil-grown organic product, like, it's going to taste better. It, it is a good byproduct. You're going to have more terpenes. You're going to have more, you know, less 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 harshness. So, it's the same with dabs. So, I fortunately, I'm, I get enough terpenes or whatever I need. My speculation is a CBD. Uh, I... From what I understand, CBD is the best neuroprotectant on earth. Um, that's why the government has patented it. That's what it makes Schedule 1 a joke because they say it doesn't have medical value and then they hold the patent for CBD being a neuroprotectant. So my thing is high CBD. If I get enough CBD, I'm fine. But then there's other things, you know, like that's my main reason I use cannabis, but that's not the only medical reason why I use cannabis. You know, there's... There's the occasional inflammation. There's 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 tendonitis in my elbow. There's there's all kinds of things that are that are, that are helped and benefited that are secondary, and uh, yeah. So THC helps with some things, and and CBD helps with some. So it just depends on what each person's need is. Hmm. Mine is high CBD. I have to have high CBD. If nothing else, I could I could give up THC. I could give up everything else, but I think if I gave up CBD is probably when I'd start getting the migraines again. Oh, wow. My speculation. When's the last time you had a migraine? Uh, uh, a migraine. What I call a migraine migraine to a debilitating. Um, I would say the last one I really remember was uh, after my accident. So a lot of people don't know I was in a I was in an accident in January that... Uh, Head-on collision. Um, this January? Like, yeah. yeah. Sure. That's why I lost my vision like completely. <laughs> I couldn't see for about a month. Um, and then slowly it came back. Um, I still just see kind of shapes and colors. Um, I don't see faces in details well. But anyway, so so when that happened, they told me... Um, so I had both of my retinas bled. They were bleeding. I had 
cataract, uh, trauma-induced cataracts, retinal damage, and a whole bunch of stuff going on. So they said that the retina's bleeding. They clot themselves. And apparently your eye only makes enough stuff to clot itself once. So if you blow that clot, you just lost your vision. So they were like, you don't want to smoke because you can cough and blow that. And I was like, I'm not going to smoke. And that's why I'm glad that marijuana is not physically addicting because it wasn't even like a... When my doctor said, okay, I know that's your medicine. You're going to have to not do it. So I stopped. And about... Take out... Do you eat edibles? No. I didn't. Just I didn't. No I just cannabis. stopped. Yeah. No cannabis. How long? Um, about a week. And I got a migraine. And I, at first, I didn't even really, I didn't even think about it. I was just thinking, you know, this must be from the, from the accident. It'd been so long since before that, you know. So, and it lasted about three days. And I got to the point where I decided that, that if that, I would rather not see than have to deal with that migraine. And I smoked. And fortunately, I didn't cough hard enough to blow those clots. Fortunately, you know, my eyes are fine and, and. And they're healing to the extent that they will, but yeah, no, um, that the migraine is too much. It's, it's, it's a pain that I can't explain to somebody. I use the word migraine because that's the, that's the most extreme word they give you for a pain that's in your head. I wish there was another word though, because I feel like I have headaches. Everybody has headaches and I've had extreme headaches and then I have what I have to unfortunately call a migraine because I don't have other words for it, but it sucks. Like <laughs> I wouldn't want anybody to feel it. And I wouldn't want to have to be doped out on pharmaceuticals to get it away. Or I don't want to have to, there've been times where I, like I gave up smoking for a whole year, um, for, 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 uh, call it, um, occupational reasons. <clears throat> and unfortunately just to try to try to help, you know, the, I took as much as a leave and excedrin and all that stuff that I could and, and destroyed my digestive system, you know? And like, I still, I still deal with a, with a, with a very rough digestion system, digestive system due to, due to that year. And, and it's like, man, if I had to fight this with pharmaceuticals, like I'd be destroying my internal organs and my brain to, to stop pain. And for me, that's not acceptable. Like, that's why I like cannabis as a medicine because it takes away my pain and the side effects are what? Like happiness and giggly and, 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 and relaxed. Like that's to me, you know, that's, that's not a drug any more than coffee is, you know, coffee stimulates your mind and, and, you know, makes you more energetic, more talkative, more, more whatever. So it's like, I think our, our society is going to come back to the place that it was for thousands of years you know, that, that cannabis is just another natural substance. Um, and it's not a stigma, you know, we don't have to, man, your body needs it so much. It It screams inside your head. And what a story that it comes back to that for you, cannabis, yeah. Cannabis stops that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I mean, we all hear the stories. I mean, I, I, I fortunately get to hear them a lot because I help a lot of people that have medical need, you know, like seeing people that have like disabilities that are, that are overcome by a plant. Like that's huge, you know, like to see somebody come out of a seizure just by rubbing oil on their foot. Like that's real, you know, can't stop shaking or they can't stop stuttering or they can't, you know, can't control their body. They, they get that release, you know, to hear somebody talk about, how their body always feels clenched and tight and then they get to smoke and they just, they get a release of their body, like a release of their muscle, like to give somebody that relaxation, that, that bit of, that bit of comfort. Like, I don't know, man, what else, what better occupation to be? You know, I feel like healer. Yeah. I feel like if you look at it as, as healing people, like, and, and I get it. I understand the, 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 the normal view of, of somebody in the cannabis industry is a hustler, is a, is a drug dealer, is a, is a profiteer. And, and I understand that, that, that that's a real, like a real thing. I'm not going to say that doesn't exist, but. That's the business side. There's but, also that yeah, hippie side. I don't and, think, yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's everybody. And I think there's a lot of people in Fairbanks that are not like that. And I think that's why there's people that separate themselves in this community because it's a small community. And at the end of the day, people get to know your personal. 
and if you're not a genuine person, then you're not going to have a good company in this in this in this state. I mean, maybe to the tourists, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like you know, it's a small town. If you burn bridges, you burn bridges. You know, so you know, there's some people out there that are just you know out there to make a dollar, and I think. I think their product speaks for itself. And then there's some people who are out there to help people and who love what they're doing and put the love into it. And and it shows. I mean, if you do anything with love, it's going to come out better. That's why when you cook at home for your family, it comes out better than when you cook at work. You know, it's it's that love. It's that passion. So, sure, I'm not the only passionate one. There's tons of passion in this town. There's tons of great growers in this town. and uh, And I think in the long term, they're the ones that will succeed. I don't think that you that this town will support Budweiser much longer. If Budweiser put a plant here, you know, but it'll always support Hoodoo. And if somebody else comes out like Hoodoo and puts the amount of time, I mean, that dude, I don't know how much you know about him, but he puts a lot of time into what he does, into learning what he does. He's gone all, all, over, all over the world learning how to do what he does. And he does a really good job. And I have no doubt that if five more people put in the time and the work and the effort to handcraft beer that he does, and we had five or ten of them, I have no doubt that all of them would do well. Mm-hmm. Because there's always going to be a market here for people who put their heart and soul into something that's handcrafted and locally done. Like, we'll pay for quality if it means better. I I mean, I I understand it's not always in everybody's means, but, but I feel like this community supports good business. And, uh, yeah, so feel like the market will shake itself out it's a new market it's new it won't look like this in 10 years no you know well i don't know what it'll look like in 10 years i think it'll be federally legal china cannabis north pole cannabis dispensary 1725 richardson highway between north pole and fairbanks right before the badger road exit you're gonna love this place. Convenient access right off the highway. Special in-house strains, Chocolope, Sourdough, Blue Kush, Big Smooth, Purple OG Kush, Fruity Pebbles. Mmm. Concentrates by Good Cannabis, Good Titrations, Edibles by AK Frost, and the Good Cannabis Gummies. Head on over to Chena Cannabis. Check out the full menu on Leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday, noon till 6. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at Chena Cannabis. Your North Pole Cannabis Dispensary. Chena Cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with the consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Nature's Relief. High-quality cannabis at a low price, with a focus on high CBD strains that might be useful to the body. Deli Style allows you to try different strains for just a couple dollars. We feature 100% local Fairbanks growers, offer a custom flower pre-roll that allows you to pick the strain, and we roll it in front of you. Daily specials and deals, year-round discounts. Nature's Relief in the heart of downtown Fairbanks, 5037 See you there. Medical is definitely being left out of the conversation. I'm mm-hmm. glad you're talking about it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad for recreational. I, I, like I said, uh, I don't know. We didn't say it on here, but I think we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, you never medical or recreational, right? Yeah, we were. We talked about it. Yeah. Then, then it is, it is what it is. I think, I think you're always opening it up for medical people to get it at the recreational store. I wish there were stores that were medical, that if you had a medical card, you get into that store and you don't have to pay, you know, what, what's concentrate go for as much as 160 bucks a gram. That's uh, four times the price of gold. I've seen dabs yeah, four times the price crazy. of gold for medicine. That's going to disappear. It's one of the reasons I don't know much about it. So it's like so expensive. And I understand it on the rec market, the rec dictates that price being so high, but I feel like, even though you don't see it with pharmaceuticals or other stuff, I feel like if any community could 
could come behind the idea that somebody who's using it for medicine should not have to pay so much for it. I think I think between Fairbanks and cannabis, I think that cross of community can produce <clears throat> medical patients getting their medicine for cheaper than what the, the, the partiers raise the price up to. And that's not to belittle any people. I'm just saying, as long as there's a high demand for people's medicine, that medicine is going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'd like to see an avenue where those people who truly need medicine can get their medicine at a reasonable price. Because unfortunately, no matter how good your health care is, they're not giving you money to take to the dispensary. And if healthcare started covering cannabis, that'd be great. Let them buy it at the rec store all day long or let them get it from a, from a, from a medical dispensary all day long. But as long as your only option is rec, your option is often, do I get my medicine or do I eat? So it's, I just think there should be a system to where people that need medicine can get medicine and not have to go bankrupt. It's a business model. Yeah, it's not a business model. It's a it's a life model because a business model is I feel like is to make money and you're, it is a business. I guess it is a business model, but it's not a business mind. Well, to sustain model. that to provide medicine, yeah. the more money that an organization like that makes, the more you can spread to other people. Yeah. That's the idea. That's 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 why I say that there's good in the rec market. Not just I mean, recreational cannabis is a good thing um, for people who who responsibly use cannabis. That it's a great thing. Um, uh, we should have recreation. <laughs> you know, whatever it might be. If you if you like to ride a four wheel, ride a four wheel. If you like to fish, fish. If you like to go to concerts, go to concerts. If you like to smoke cannabis, smoke cannabis. Recreational cannabis use is great, and I think the greatest thing about it is that it can fund medicine. Because it costs money to, to provide quality cannabis. It costs a lot more money to provide quality cannabis. So if the rec market can support a farmer being able to then provide medicine for cheaper, then that's win-win. If you can sell it to people who are who, whose, whose rapid demand is calling for the price to be $160 a gram for high-end oil, or, or I, it's come down recently. I haven't been in the dispensaries uh, recently. But... Um, but if you can if you can use that profit to then provide medicine to people who need it without making profit, that's just good for the the whole community. I mean, I feel like business like that does good because people in this community understand people. People understand community. We don't we don't live in such a segmented society to where 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 we don't see our our business leaders, we don't see our politicians. We, we see people at Fred Myers. We, we hang out with people, we, especially in the cannabis community. So it's like if business is good for the community, then the community is going to be good to that business. And if, if, if you're helping people and you're like, like this, this, this organization you're talking about with the vets, if you're helping people, then that goes a long way. And I don't, I'm trying to dance around this idea. I don't want to just say that it's good publicity. You know, I don't, I don't want to say that because it's not about publicity, but I think it's good to be an honest company that says they care about healing and actually put that plan in process and, 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 and show that they care about healing as opposed to just saying. Um, so I think that... Well, that, if that company's successful, then the patients will be Exactly, successful. exactly. I mean, this is a word of mouth town. Um, if, if you've got somebody going around talking about how they're a vet and they just got all this free cannabis uh, from or, or this discounted cannabis from from the Alaskan Yeti and, and, and how it's helping them with their PTSD and, and it's such a good thing. Well then, then maybe that's, that's helping to get that rec market, the advertisement that is really valuable. Cause I mean, we're talking about Fairbanks. There's nothing more valuable than word of mouth here. You know, like I said, it's a small community and that community can really get a feel for businesses and business owners and, and, and get a feel for uh, how they affect the community. So, that's always been my goal is, is to see people be healed. So if that means, you know, getting on the rec market so that I can have the funds to to help people that can't afford it at a larger rate, then then that's where we'll go. I hope to get on the market. We, we're, we're looking at a property. You know, it's like I said, it's barriers to entry. It's where can you build it? You know, there's all these zoning laws and, and you can do it here and you can do it there, which, you know, I started to talk about earlier. And I don't like that, that even legally we're still treating weed as this crazy thing like this like super taboo thing like 
if I live in an area where my neighbor can have a dog that poops outside and I got to smell it defrost every spring, you know, I don't get to say that I don't like the way that smells. If, if the neighbor decides he wants to have a pig in, 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 in most areas, that's fine, you know. I hate that weed is kind of categorized like the same way that you would categorize like a nuclear power plant. You know, like you got to go through such a process for like. You got to prove damages. Yeah. And it's crazy. No, it's like. There's no damages I, I, to the smell. The, yeah. And not just smell, but just the idea of like the in-depthness of, of the process of the land of where it can be and all this stuff. And it's, to me, you don't get to do that about anything else. You don't get to say, well, this neighborhood is mostly made up by atheists, so we don't want a church in it. Or you don't say this church is mostly made up by Christians, so we don't want this in it. You don't get to say that about anything else, so I don't understand why you get to say it about a plant. Well, there's if, like if, alcohol and yeah. Yeah. Can't uh-huh. have those in certain places. Yeah, of the school. And yeah, all that yeah. Kind of yeah. Oh, I mean, the, not not the product, and, and I and I get schools and stuff, but <clears throat> but at the end of the day, I mean, I I don't I don't blame people wanting to keep it out of the eye of the public. I blame. I, I think the, it's wrong to say you can't grow it in these places. I get the public aspect, but it, from a privacy aspect, I feel like. If I'm not talking residential, because that's obviously different, but if I'm buying a, a, a piece of property that's not in a residential area, then I think the other businesses around shouldn't necessarily dictate whether I can get in or not. If yeah, it's not harming their business. They, they don't too much. Yeah. As long as you're, you're zoned, fine. And yeah. I, and I think But I mean, zoned. there's some things like I think daycares and churches and things like right, that, right. which, like I said, I don't necessarily think that's fair for us. For anybody, and, and saying that, oh, that a, a church to have, oh, it's a sensitive, yeah, sensitive area. They were called, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. And you know, like I said, it's it's hurdles. It's hurdles. Well, it was it was appeasing that group. Mm-hmm. Like we won't, we'll agree, we're not going to put it at a certain distance from you if you don't cause any trouble. Yeah. So, but it's a small, you know, it's a small town. Well, yeah, you can you can zone it right out. Yeah, just the licensing way, you know, you got to. You got to have this plan in mind in this this place. So it's like you know, if you wanna if you wanna rent, if you don't own, you know, if you don't have the resources to build a giant warehouse, and you got to rent a place now for what a year, mm-hmm. just while you're in the licensing process, and mm-hmm. then you start to grow. So you're looking at overhead for 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 you know a year and a Unless half. Unless you work out those details with the person you're leasing it from. Yeah, yeah. I guess I haven't found these. Uh, those connections, but uh, but we hope to start small, and we hope to be up there soon. But yeah, it's it's barriers to entry. It's it's zoning. It's land. It's it's a pain in the butt. But it we, is uh, not gonna be. Yeah, we got a small piece that we're looking at that uh, that finally is zoned right and is good and it's in a good location. And so that's what our thought it's is. The beginning of the dream. Yeah, the beginning of the dream. Well, it's continuation yeah. of the beginning of the dream. It got derailed a little bit at the beginning of this year when I had to, you know learn how to see again but uh but we hope to we hope to be up within uh to be in the process within the next six months so um potentially on shelves in, in you know in a year and a half to two years um which nice. it's it's sad to think it's going to take that long but it goes you know, quick. It is what it is i like i said this is a long game for me I'm, I'm i help people every day so it's not like i don't feel like i don't get to help people because you know i get to help people provide weed i get to help people people grow or, or help people that are in situations that can't grow. So I feel like it, I don't feel empty, you know, if I'm not on the rec market. I just feel like I can do what I want to do better once I get on the rec market. So that's why I look forward to getting on the rec market. So mm. it's it's long term and it's, you know, it's it's a way, but it's a process and we'll, we'll march through it because, like I said, I don't have any problem staying within legal regulations because I feel like, I've always been so glad at the freedom they've given us. So it's like I, I don't want to take that for granted and, and, and wind up in jail because I'm I'm breaking somebody else's silly regulations. So it's like And you're allowed to make yeah. concentrates within yeah. Alaska law. Yeah, I have talked to uh I've talked to everybody on the on the borough uh assembly when they had that big cannabis thing and uh I talked to the mayor and I asked everybody and, and uh the mayor of North Pole said you can't do it inside North Pole. So it's illegal out there. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, because, look, at the end of the day, what I do is a very safe process. It is dangerous for some people, and that's why we should educate people on, on how to do it safely. But it's safer than a gas grill. 
When you operate a gas grill, you're operating propane with a flame. And lots of people blow themselves up. And lots of people burn themselves with propane grills. You just don't make national news. If it made national news every time somebody blew themselves up with propane. I personally have, have been through three explosions with propane in restaurants. Just somebody leaving a, a gas line on or a pilot light going out or moving a stove and the hose came unhooked and then hit one of the other pilot lights. You know, little things. And propane is dangerous. That's why when we have somebody dealing with propane, we make sure that they understand it and are certified. I deal with butane with no flame around in a closed loop system. I'm not doing it in a dangerous way that, that the public is, is in any way harmed. There's no reason it should be illegal. If anything, they maybe regulate, but they don't regulate gas grills to, you know, outside of, you know, they say you can't do them inside and you, you know, got stipulations on land where you can and can't do it. But, you know, if you're on private property and you're not around any anything <laughs> that can cause harm, there's no reason why people shouldn't, shouldn't be able to make their own concentrates. Especially if you're not using butane but even using butane it, it's it can be done safe and, and that, therefore fortunately like i said we live in a place where, where we're not segmented we our politicians see us they're people so they don't they fortunately haven't made laws regulating people's ability to make medicine because at the end of the day if i was if i was using a solvent to dissolve you know any other flour to get its natural oils you know it's not looked at as bad so if the processes of using flammable solvents are not looked at as bad in any other field, it shouldn't be looked at as bad just because cannabis. Um, so I think I'm very glad that they don't, they don't outlaw concentrates. That'd yeah. be silly. I think North Pole has, though. So if you're in North Pole, don't, don't make concentrates. <laughs> well, Yeti, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. And then we'll go out with this. Go out with a dab. <laughs> now being a patron of Far North Tokers comes with extra bonus of discounts at participating sponsors. Chena Cannabis, the North Pole Refinery, Moving Free Farms, Dab Lab AK. Thank you, sponsors, for extending these benefits to our patrons. Like our newest patron, Rhonda Howard, Sarah Grover, Virgie Walter, and Josiah Lockery. Can't forget our longtime supporters, Marilyn Berglund, Carrie Mullis, Peggy Peters, Aaron Worthy, Ramlin Major. Here's to I like the seeds, man. I wish that was more of a, like a thing to where, like, I mean, it is, but it's so expensive to buy hemp seed, you know, as opposed to what it should be if they just grew giant fields of hemp. Like, oh, like to buy in, um, yeah, it should be cheaper than flour. It's easier to produce, you know, it needs less input, you know, it's, and plus you get other benefits when you grow, when you grow flour, your, your only benefit is the flour, you know, when you grow grains, you know. Yeah, you got some feed too, but it's basically feeding grain. Mm. But but when you grow cannabis, it's like you got the hemp, <coughs> you've got the insides, you know, that, that you use for hempcrete, you've got the seed that you can make into food and oils, you know, and obviously the flour and the terpenes. So it's like, why not use it all? I wish it was back into the food system. I wish we could get just weed bread, you know, <laughs> hemp bread. Why not? <coughs> well, you took care of one of my uh, strains. My beginning crappy strains I grew. I showed it to you. Can you do anything with this? Yeah, I can do something with it. Yeah. I loved it. Turned something that I had of junk into something very nice. Yeah, that was the best part about making concentrates. People come at you with some garbage and they're like, I just messed up. And you can still pull the medicine out. You know, you can still make it good. It's like, oh, uh, you don't have to go through all the seeds and know all the good yeah. things. Just all the leaf matter. Yeah. People used to throw that stuff away, too. I get old timers that they're like, man, I used to just burn all my trim. Just throw it in the wood stove. It's like, oh, man. Gold. It's like if you're a gold miner and, like, you get down to pay dirt and, like, you're like, ah, I don't want to, really want to throw this on the on the belt. I'm just going to throw it away. Like, no, you get to pay dirt and you sluice that joker out. Like, there's gold in that dirt. Like, uh, man, you spend the time growing it. Might as well. Might as well not, not throw it away. Or, I yeah, don't know, definitely. Make edibles, way to get, but, get it out of it. I still, even with edibles, I like to make edibles with my concentrates. I like to know exactly what's going in. I don't like to 
have to guess on the percentages, you know? I like to make, seems to be the make concentrates and then make those into edibles and, and that. It's making them that, the magic butter machine just kind of obsolete, yeah. huh? Yep. Just throwing down. Oh, yeah. It takes three seconds. You just heat up coconut oil and de- decarboxylize the, the dabs and mix them together. You don't have to wait. You don't have to strain it out. You don't have to do none of that stuff. It's a lot easier. You can yeah, dose yeah. it too better. <laughs> right. Exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. So. All right. Thanks, uh, Yeti, absolutely. for coming on Thank the show. Thank you very much. Man. It was a pleasure. Um, anytime. Maybe we'll find no, I'm gonna have you back on. Talk. Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan cannabis on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthtokers.com. And now, Patreon. Help support the show financially at patreon.com slash midtoker. Here's Token. That was a good session. Did I ever pull you a dab?